waiting room. That's oh well, okay. I'll let them in when they come. Welcome everyone to the Ave Torah Daf Yomi Shur. A little delayed today. We will begin on Daf Dalad Amur Bet at the bottom of the page. Vishena Gavoa Asarat Pachim. The subject of today's Daf is the question of the second case of the Mishnah. We finished with the first case of the Mishnah, which was discussing a sukkah that's too high, and now we're discussing what is the minimum height for the sukkah. So, we said the following. The minimum height of a sukkah uh, was 10 tefahim. And 10 tefahim, um, 9 tefahim is no good, 10 tefahim is okay. Our question is where we get that from, and the Gemara is going to go for most of the daf, We'll be discussing the source of Ten Tevachim. And seemingly, it's an arcane source which, which uh, would not be connected to um, Sukkah. But we'll go through it as, as we go. The Gemara will try one source. It will ultimately, after a while, reject the source and go to a new source. Okay. Eliyahu, are you with us? Good. Okay. Says the Gemara. Four lines in the bottom. I am recording on my phone right here. Thank you for pointing it out. Says the Gemara. Minalan, how do we know that? Itmar, Rav, Rav, Chanina, Rav, Yochanan, Rav, Chaviva, Madnu, Bekula, Sedemar, Kolki, Hayzuga, Chalupi, Rav, Yochanan, Madnu, Rav, Yochanan. Let's explain. So, the three rabbis are Rav, Rav, Chanina, and Rav, Yochanan. And Rav, Chaviva, Whenever he sees in Sedem Moed, which is what we're in, we're right now in Sedem Moed. Whenever he sees in Sedem Moed and this trio of Rav Yochanan, he takes out the word Rav Yochanan and puts in Rav Yonatan. So it's either Rav Yochanan or Yonatan. And they said the following: the way we know ten tefachim is course Aaron Tisha. In the Beit Mikdash, the Aaron in the Kodesh Kodeshim was nine. And the cover of the of the Aaron, a special kaporet, tefach was a tefach. Harekan asara. That equals ten. V'ktiv and the pasuk says, V'noati lechasham, v'dibarti tiram me'ala kaporet. Hashem tells Moshe Rabbeinu that I will reveal myself to you there, and I will speak to you from on top of the kaporet. So we see. That Moshe, Hashem spoke to Moshe from on top of the kaporet. Vitanya, we lost. So that, so what does that do with the sukkah? Nothing. Vitanya, but we learned in the Brayta. Rabbi Yossi Omer, Me'olam lo yardash shechina lemata, v'lo alu Moshe ve'liyahu lemarom. The shechina never ever went down to the world. And Eliyahu Navi and Moshe Rabbeinu never went up to the upper Heavens. They got to the heavens, but they never went to the upper heavens. Who's talking? What, Joey? Good. Uh, so now, what we're trying to do this, we're saying, since the Shemaim is Tashem, and we say that Hashem went down to the Kaporet, we see that from 10 to Vachimin up, is a different status. And therefore, in order to make your sukkah a different status, 
You have to get it ten tefachim. That's our attempt over here. We want to claim that the reason how we know that the sukkah has to be ten tefachim is because it has to be in a different status. And we know that ten tefachim has got to be a different status because Hashem never came down to the world. And yet he did come down to at least ten tefachim up because he spoke to Moshe on top of the kaporet. Is that clear? Avi, is that clear? Okay, so again, that's the sort. What are you saying, Eliel? Where, where are we holding exactly? We are right now on the top of Hey Amur Alf. Okay, four lines down. Three, uh, three line, the fourth line down, yes. Okay, says the Gemara, Velo Yarda Shechina Lamata. We're now going to challenge this Brighta. How could you say the Shekhinah never came down to the ground? I'll show you Pesukim where it sounds like it did. Pasuk says Hashem came down Al Harsinai. That sounds like the Shekhinah was down. Moses, no, no problem. He came down, but was above ten Tvachim. He didn't actually hit the ground. Doesn't the Pasuk say that Hashem is going to put his foot down on that day on Harazatim and break the mountain? So you see that he's going to come down. Again, that's above ten Tvachim. This is Moshe went up to Shemaim. He went down Shemaim, but below ten. Doesn't say Eliyahu went up. Welcome, Alan. Went up in a in a wave. Hashemaim to Shemaim. So how can you say never went? No, uh, the Moshe never went up. It says Eliyahu went up. Says means above ten tefachim. But doesn't it say Doesn't it say that the one who held on to the kiseh kavod parshaz alav anu Hashem spread on him his cloud. That's pasuk in Yov. Shaddai, that Hashem spread Miziv Shekhinah Tov no Alav that Hashem spread from his Shekhinah on Moshe Rabbeinu, so it sounds like he's, Moshe is grabbing onto the Kisei HaKavod you see he was up there again, Lamata Ma'asala, below 10 but it says he was holding onto the, to the, the chair, how could you hold on to Hashem's chair if you're below 10 says the Gemara Ishtabu Ishtabu Bile Kisei Ad asara Welcome, Joseph. Hashem lowered the chair down to Moshe Rabbeinu, and that's how Moshe was able to hold on to the kiseh. But we're still sticking to our guns that Moshe Rabbeinu never never went up above ten, above ten tochim from the sky, from whatever where Hashem is, whatever this means. Says. Well, this again. Let's go back. We were looking for a source that uh, the sukkah, that the sukkah has to be ten tefachim. The source was that uh, there was a brighter that said that Hashem never came down below ten, and Moshe never went up, but within ten, uh, ten Moshe never went, never went up to the Shemaim, and we never came down to the ground. And yet, even though it says that 
We never, Hashem never came down to the ground. We know He came within ten tefachim because He spoke to Moshe from the top of the kaporet, and that was ten tefachim above the ground. So that means that coming to ten tefachim ground is not the ground. So if you want to make a sukkah that is an, in another stratosphere, it has to be where the kaporet was, which is ten tefachim tall. So we're challenging the statement that that that, that was the the proof to the whole thing was that. No one ever went up and never went down. We're showing Pesachim that looked like people went up, and we're, we're deflecting all the criticism by showing that even though they went up, it still was with it still could have been more than ten tefachim away. Is that good? Less. It, it, in other words, when Moshe went to Shemaim, he yeah he went to Shemaim, but he was ten tefachim away from from the Shekhinah. Okay. And, and, that, and that is considered a fake. And that's a considered space, and which is what we're using to be the source of sukkah as well. That the space got to be ten tefachim. Good, Mark, you with us or no? Okay. Says the Now the Gemara is going to challenge it another way. Okay, we accept that he never went, but you know something. There's another factor. How, who told you that the kapore is exactly ten? Bishlama. What? One, no? It's one, but the whole, and the whole thing is ten. Right. Who told you that the Aron with the Kapor is exactly ten fucking tall? Because that's the whole source of the whole thing. Bishlama, it makes sense. Aron Tisha, that the Aron is nine. I understand that. Why? Because it says, So the height is Amanehef. And Amanehef is every Amah has got six Tifahim. So an Amanehef is nine Tifahim. That we got. Good. How do we know? How do you know the kapor is a tefach? So I was going to answer like this. The Tanya of Hanina, Hanina says, Koa kelim shasa moshe netna botura midat orkanu midat rochban midat komatan. All the vessels that Moshe Rabbeinu made, the Torah told you the width, the length, and the height. Kaporet midat orkan midat rochban natna. The Torah tells you the width and the length. Midat komatalonatna. Torah never gave you what was the height of the kaporet. We don't know how thick it was. So where should you learn it from? Because that's because the Torah expects you to learn it from the smallest of all the kelim in the Mishkan. Shnei Ma'arat Basuk says, Vasita lo meskeret tofach saviv. It says that you make a border of a tefach around the shulchan. Ma'alahalan, just like the border around the shulchan. Tefach is a tefach. Afghan, so to the kaporet, tefach. And therefore, that's how we know it's a tefach, because the Torah expects us to learn it from the smallest of the kilim. The kilim says, Why don't we learn it from the actual kilim, like a, like a shulchan itself, which is much bigger than the tefach. Where it says, a rule. Tafasta meruba lo tafasta, tafasta muat tafasta. In general, the rule is like this. If I, just to explain the rule in a simple way. If I tell, if I, if I send, uh, if I send um, Mark to get me some cack, right? And he says, I'm on a diet, but I need to eat some cack. Get me cack. So cack is plural, right? I don't know if cack is plural. Maybe cack is single. I'm yes. not sure, but whatever. But let's say let's say cack is plural. 
Okay, I don't speak Arabic that well. Hey, Eli, is it cat plural or singular? He doesn't know. He has no idea. Anyway, he, he knows as much Arabic as I do. Listen, so anyway, if I send him to get cat, I, 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 he knows he can't get one piece because I asked for plural. But, but you shouldn't get me, you shouldn't feed me more than two cat because cause if I only said, if I'm on a diet, they tell me get me cat, get me only two because if you get me more, you might be asking for more than I said. Similarly, when the Torah tells you to learn from the... What, what's that? I think it's Kakten. Oh, yeah. Kak is one. Kakten is two. No, really? Is that serious? He's sketchy. Yes. Okay. No, it's not I never heard that. Yeah, I never heard that either. <laughs> I don't think, no. I'll be disagreeing. I'll be disagreeing. You say, oh, Kak or some Kak. Okay, anyway. We have a kak, we have machlok and a kak over here. But regardless, only an example. The main thing we want to point out is that when the Torah expects us to, when the Torah expects us to come and figure out something, they expect us to go to the item that's the smallest, which is the least kiddush. And therefore, over here also, if you want us to learn, how big is the kaporet? Well, we could go look at the, the menorah and say the kaporet is the size of the menorah. Or we could say, okay, well, look at the smallest one and take the smallest one. If you take the smallest one, that's a good grabbing. We could, so I expect you to do that. So I doesn't expect you to go to anything bigger than the smallest one. Good. Says the Gemara, Who told, if you're going small, who told you to go only go, to, go to the Mesquite Tashukhan, which is a Tepach? Maybe you should go to the seats, which is only going to be two, two fingers tall, as opposed to a whole Tepach. How do we know? The Tanya, because we learned, Hatzitz domek kimin tasha zahav. The tzitz was like a headband of gold. Virachav shteetzvot, with a width of two fingers. Umukaf me'ozen le'ozen, it went from ear to ear. Virchatuvalav, and it would say to it, shteetzitin, in two, in two um, lines, yudke, milmala, it says, yud, on top, Kadosh Lamid Milmata, and it says Kadosh Lamid on the bottom. Vamar Bialazar, Birbiosi, Aniti Biromi, Vayakti Kodesh Lashem, Bishitahat. He disagreed and he said it was Kodesh Lashem in one line. So, either way, regardless of what it was written on it, the Machloket, what it was written on, we see that it was only two etzvaot wide. So, who told you to learn that the Kapoda was a full tefach thick? Perhaps it was only two fingers thick, just like this was. Which would mean nine tefachim. Which would mean nine tefachim plus two tefachim. Right. And that, that, that's the whole size of the sukkah. Says the Gemara. Danin Exactly, exactly. So, so Albert's pointing out, if we would follow, learn from the tzitz, then the kapora would only be two the Kabbalah were only two fingers, and the to- sum total of where Hashem went down was to nine tevachim plus two fingers, not to ten tevachim. Good. Says the Gemara. Danin keli mikeli, ve'en danin keli mitachshit. We learn a vessel from a vessel, and we don't learn a vessel from a uh, jewelry. And since the tzitz is jewelry, we can't learn from there. says, Maybe we should learn it from the from the crown, there's a little crown on the shulchan. Zal mashu, the zal was just a, a drop. Maybe it should be from that. Again, dan keli mekeli, keli We learn a keli from a keli, 
And we don't learn keli from a hechsher keli. Hechsher keli means an accessory of a keli. Okay? Learn a, a vessel from a vessel. A kapor is a vessel. And the miskirta shukhan is a vessel. Don't learn uh, the kapor from a zad, which is a little crown around the things, which is not even a vessel. Moses. Yes? Yes? Ah. So you're, you're saying it's better to learn from that because it is an accessory. Yeah. It, the, the Gemara is understanding here that the kapora is an actual vessel. It's because after all, you see the Torah tells you vasita kaporet. It's a separate command, right? That's why I believe it's a vessel. Right? You might say Eli's thinking it's just a cover. That's an accessory. But since it's it's a separate tivui, I believe it's a thing. The Bible says, if so, the 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 border around the shukhan is also only hechshir keli. So Mar answers, no. Mar says, there's a machlok at whether the 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 border around the shukhan was a border above the the table or below the table. If it's above the table, then it's like right over here. If you look where I am on the table, if you had, let's say, a border above the table, that would be a hechsher keli. But if it's a border below the table, it's actually, uh, it's actually its own vessel, and they want to claim that therefore you can learn from there. But we're going to knock it in a second. says, That's good according to the opinion that says it was on the bottom. According to the one who says it was on the top, how could you explain? It's a We have another reason why we're learning it from this. The reason why we're learning from the from the Mesketet is because Mesketet the Torah told us how big it is. And the tzitz and the zar are two things that the Torah doesn't say how big they are. And therefore, we should compare two things with measurements, not a thing from a measurement with a thing without a measurement. Good. So says the Gemara, Rav Huna Amar Mehacha. Rav Huna has a different pasuk. He says, he says, Al kedma, panim pachot mitefach. It refers to the kapore as a face. And whenever you have the Torah refer to a face, every face has to be at least a tefach. Who told you to say that you should go with the smallest face? Maybe it should be the face of a huge eagle. I don't know what kind of bayuchni, some kind of huge bird. Right? And it's huge, it'll be much bigger than a tefach. Moses says, no. Like we said before, you always go with the smallest size, not the biggest size. Moses says, well, maybe it should be the size of a little bird. Like a hummingbird, which is which is less than an inch, so that would be a problem. Okay, so we're looking for a new shot. Forget about Pineh. Amar of Acha Bar Yaakov, Rav Huna Pineh Pineh Gamar. Rav Huna is learning a Gezerah Shava Pineh Pineh. Ktiv Acha it says by us El Pineh Hakaporet at the face of the kaporet. It says over there, Me'et Pene Yitzchak Aviv. 
it says Pineh by the Kaporet, and it says the word Pineh by Yitzchak Avinu. And therefore, since the, a, a minimum man size face is a tefach, we know it's a tefach. says, It says the word Pineh by Yitzchak. Guess what? It says the word Pineh by Hashem also. As it says, Tichtiv, Kirot Pineh Elohim Vatirtseni. Like the, seeing the face of God, Esav says, when, when I see, when, they spoke to, Yaakov tells Esav, he says, when I see your face like the face of God. See the word Pene is written by God too? Moses says again, Tafasta Meruba Lo Tafasta, Tafasta Ma Tafasta, we always go for the minimum, minimum Chidush. And therefore over here we have to go with the minimum Chidush. Vinelef Mikruv. Maybe we should learn a from the Kiruvim. Dichtiv. So therefore, Pene could be less than the Tefach, because the crew was probably less than the Tefach. Amar of Achabar Yaakov, Gemiri, and Pene Kiruvim, Pachot Metefach. Even the Kiruvim also had faces of a Tefach. Ravuna Nami, Mehacha Gemir, and Ravuna figured it out from there. When you talk about the Kiruvim, what is a Kiruv? Amar Bibu Kiravya. It's like a, a baby. She came by according to the Yenuka Ravya. So the two Kiruvim were trick pictures of ba- uh, images of babies. Okay. Now we're going to have problems. Amale Abaya. Abaya tells him, Elamaata, if so, Dechtiv, Pne Echad, Pne Kiruv, Upneashni, Pne Adam. When Yechaskel is looking at the Nivu'ah of the chariot of God, it says that. The, there's, um, it's referring to the Kiruvim that he sees there. And he says that they have four, four faces. One face is the face of a Kruv, and one face is the face of Adam. Kruv hainu Adam. A Kruv is Adam. So what are they talking about? Right? If, if we're saying a Kruv is a baby, so how could they say one's the face of a Kruv and one's the face of Adam? I thought a Kruv is, an, is, a, is a human, says the Gemara. Ape Ravavi, Ape Zutra. Yes, there's big, when, when it says Pnei Adam and Pnei Kruv, one's a big uh, uh, adult human and one's a baby human. So Kruv is a baby and Adam is an adult. Either or, they're both bigger than the Tefach, no? Yeah, yeah, but we're just asking if you're saying a Kruv means a baby, what do you mean they're both human? Answer is yes, one's human, one's big, one's small. Okay. Yes, so far we're still good. But now we're going to knock it. Says the Gemara, Mara says, Who told you that the tent vachim for the sukkah is for tent vachim of airspace? Maybe it's tent vachim including everything. Which means we're learning now that you need tent vachim inside. And like we said yesterday, for those who learned it, if you have skach coming into it, it's no good. You have to have ten tefachim, clear airspace inside. Who told you that? Maybe, if you're learning it from the kaporet, the kaporet was full. So how do you know you need ten, ten tefachim? Maybe just the height has to be ten tefachim and that's it. Are you with us? Yeah. This is a bomb. And because of this bomb, 
the Gemara is about to get rid of our entire limud and learn it brand new. Ella, rather differently, says the Gemara. Mibet olamim gamal. We're not learning from the Mishkan. We're going to learn from the Bet Hamikdash. In the Bet Hamikdash, <coughs> Shlomo Amelach had certain. There were kiruvim. It says the following: Dechtiv va'abayit shebana Amelach Shlomo Hashem. The the house that Shlomo built for Hashem, shishim ama orko. It was sixty amot tall, ve'esim nochbo, and twenty amot wide. I'm sorry, sorry, it was 60 amot long, 20 amot wide, and 30 amot tall. Okay? And it says, It says that the koma, the height of each kruv, was 10 amot. Amot. Because he had, he had his own kruvim with, that he made besides for the one in the Betamic, in the he made his own kiruvim, which were ten tefachim, ten amot tall. Okay. V'tanya we learned ma matzino betomim kiruvim b'shlish habayit henomdim. This is the brightest, the key. Just like you see that in the bet hamikdash, the kruv was one third of the height of the whole structure. Because if the structure is thirty and the kiruvim are ten, that's one third of the structure. So the the, the kerovim in the betem in the mishkan were also one third. Okay, so this is the key. So we got from this whole betem mikdash business we're learning that the kerovim in the mishkan are standing at one third of the entire mishkan's height. You with us, guys? One third of the whole height of the mishkan. Mishkan kama hava. How tall was the mishkan? Esramot. We know the Kedashim were ten amot, so that's the height of the Mishkan. How many Tifachim is ten amot? Shitin Pushri, sixty Tifachim. Right? A third of that. How much is that? How much is a third of sixty? That's twenty amot. Dal asara daron vekaporet. Take away ten amot for the aron and the kaporet. Pashuche asara. That leaves ten left. So we know the kiruvim are ten tevachim tall. Vichtiv vayu kiruvim portsek and find the mala. The kiruvim were spreading out their wings above. Sochechim bekanfehem ala kaporet. They're skaching with their wings on the kaporet. The Torah calls it skach. And it's above ten. Ding, 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 ding. We got it here, folks. Again, what happened here is, we just figured out that the Kiruvim are at 20 Tifachim high. And it says that their wings are skaching on the Kaporet. So that means that it has to be an airspace of 10 Tifachim. Ding, 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 ding. So therefore we see that the skach in Yisukah has to be at least 10 tevachim above the ground. Yeah, but it says, it says the Kiruvim were, were, were 20, uh, 20 tevachim above, and they were skachim. Yeah, but then the Aron, you take out 10, right? Is that what you said? Yeah, but take away the Aron. The, take away the Aron. The Aron is, it, it's skachim on the kaporet. Uh-huh. But the kaporet is 10. Uh-huh. You with us? Oh, we well, did it. I've been in the waiting room. Oh, Hazid, I'm in the waiting room.
Hold on. How do you know? How long is he there for? Two minutes, Two minutes. Okay, I gotta figure this out. Give me a second. Hold on. Let's get Ivan out of the way. You gotta run, Joe? Mm-hmm. I can't believe you made it. Oh, here we go. Waiting room. No. Cancel. Yeah, close. More. Security. Waiting room off. Done. Come back in, Ivan. Tell, I took the waiting room off. Tell him I took it off. Nice. This is great. I can't believe you got one of these items. Okay. Says the Gemara. Who told you that their wings were above their heads? Right. Maybe it was even with their heads. And therefore the thickness is included in the tent of Achim. And again, we don't have tent of Achim of airspace necessarily. Because if these these Kiruvim had their wings over here, exactly at their height, then the wings are in the tent of Achim, and you don't have a proof that you need tent of Achim of airspace. Amar of Achabar Yaakov, Lemalaktiv. It says above. Who told you that they had it above their heads, just there? Maybe it's way above their heads, like this. And then it's more than tent of Achim. Miktiv Lemala Lemala. Does it say above, above? Just says above. Therefore, it's right above their heads. Correct, because just like the wings of the of the kiruvim were above the kaporet, were skaching on the kaporet, and they were yet exactly ten tevachim above the kaporet. So, to our skach in our sukkah needs to be ten tevachim above the the ground the ground of the sukkah. So it can be it can be ten including the, the stock. Correct. Correct. There has to be ten and then stock. Correct. Correct. So let's summarize. We're gonna stop over here at Hani Khalar Mare, but I want to summarize what we did today. We started off with a question of how do we know we were trying from Hashem come not coming down to the ground and Moshe not going, and Moshe not going up. We asked uh, we asked about twenty questions on it to try to knock it off. The ultimate question that knocked it off was that we didn't know that you needed an airspace of ten. It could be true that Hashem came down, but it could could be that there was an airspace of less than ten, and therefore we switched to a new limud. Which is the move from here, from Sochim Bekanfemet Kaporet. We figured out that the Kiruvim were exactly, the wings of the Kiruvim were exactly Tentevachim above the Kaporet. And the word Skach was used for those wings. And from the Bet HaMikdash Kiruvim, we connected to this, so we figured out exactly how high it was. And therefore, we see that you need an airspace of exactly 10. And we said, then we asked, well, maybe it's, maybe it's the, the wings are below or the wings are above. And we explained that this is Lamala, not Lamala, Lamala, and not, not without Lamala, and therefore we just figured out exactly where we are. Okay, guys? Yes, we learned it from the Mishkan, but the only reason why we knew that the, the, the Kiruvim in the, 
in the Mishkan were at 20 Amot tall is because we, we had a brighter saying that the that the Kiruvim in the Mishkan were exactly the same ratio as the Kiruvim in the Beit HaMikdash. And there were special Kiruvim that Shilomo made in the Beit HaMikdash that were, that were one-third of the height of the Beit HaMikdash, because they were 20 Amot tall, not Tvachim, 20 Amot tall, okay, with, with, with a place of, in, in a, no, it was 10 Amot tall in a building of 30 Amot, which is one-third, and therefore the Kiruvim in the, in the Mishkan were also at one-third, the Bright is telling us. And that we needed that, that to tell us the height of the Kiruvim. Okay? Enjoy your day, guys. Thank you, Rabbi. Since the Kiruvim are one third, can't you say?